Welcome to Think Smart, Feel Smart, Live Smart. I'm V. Vincy, Registered Counselor, Relationship and Family Therapist and Founder of Headquarters Counselling Services. This podcast aims to break down the overwhelm of life and equip you with a toolbox of knowledge, tips and tricks to help you live your best life. This raw, real and unproduced podcast uses audio taken from my weekly live broadcast in the HQCS Community Facebook group. You can find a link to the community in the episode notes. It's free to join. Now let's get started. Hi there. I'm quickly interrupting this podcast because I have something that will interest you. Do you often feel overwhelmed by your emotions? Do you find you constantly worry, fear or assume the worst is about to happen? Are you afraid your habits or behaviour could be impacting those you love? Well, you, my friend, are not alone. Over the years, I have had so many people come to me overwhelmed by the thoughts, feelings and behaviours that have started to consume their minds. It's these people who have inspired me to develop my free Bust Your Blind Spot Bootcamp, a five-day game plan to help you kickstart internal success. It's essentially a five-day online program to get you to reset, refocus and start making positive changes in your life. So if you are serious about taking the necessary steps to finally get off the hamster wheel of life and gain freedom from anxiety and self-sabotage, register for my free Bust Your Blind Spot Bootcamp today. Honestly, this is a game changer. You've got nothing to lose and everything to gain. And the best part, it's free. Register now. You will find a link to the registration page in the show notes. Now, let's get back to the podcast. If you have been watching regularly, you will see that we have had a very big uh, jump up in numbers. And I absolutely love it. It's good fun. I'm excited. I can't wait to get this moving. You guys have been awesome too with your engagement. So I absolutely love it. So a big welcome to everybody. Big shout out to my main crew who are always poking around. I love it. Now, for those of you who do not know me, because obviously we have a whole stack of new members, so I do like to get on and let everybody know who I am, just in case you join me by accident. Um, I am V Vinci. I'm a registered counsellor, relationship therapist and family therapist and founder of Headquarters Counselling Services. I help people rebuild healthy minds and lives by identifying the core behaviours that need to be addressed in order for real lasting change to occur. Now, I am completely passionate for delivering good quality mental health in order to avoid mental health problems. And I encourage and empower personal growth. And that's my mission, really, to inspire you to live fully and authentically. So you're going to find all the episodes available in the resources section. And you can also skip the whole vid and go to Podbean or iTunes and download Think Smart, Feel Smart, Live Smart which is a really cool podcast where we just pull out the live audio. One of the most important things for you to know is that this information is always solidly backed up by science. So it's not just my opinion and it's not just me sprouting some crap for you. Secondly, the psychology behind what's happening helps you understand yourself more and that is my aim, for you to understand you. And 
for that, we want you to get a different outcome. All right, same shit, the same day, different, same shit, and we don't want that. Now, I have been working in month blocks this uh, for the topics this year. You can always go back to last year. It was a slightly different format because we were working with the uh, crazy COVID situation. But this year we have changed it up a little bit. But they are all there and you're more than welcome to go back. So January encompassed everything to do with New Year, New You. And we looked at the myth behind New Year's resolutions. February saw us move into uh, what I called falling off the wagon and looking at how easy is it, it is to become overwhelmed and the behaviours that begin to come out, uh, which we don't necessarily realise. March opened up a whole new month and we're keeping it simple um, and we're having a look at chunking things down. So we're having a look a bit at the tactics at the end of the day, the tactics of how things move along. So chunking down was the first part. Actually, it was the second. I've spent a half a, the last few months chunking you up into looking at bigger picture goals. So last week I introduced the chunking down, which begins to break down the overwhelm and look at the small achievable steps that we can take if we've fallen off the wagon to make see how we can get back into it all right now this week has the vital ingredient that you will need momentum not to be uh, confused with motivation now we have done a topic on motivation so you can go back and check it out uh, it was late in the later half of last year but all the all the topics are named for you so you'll be able to find them I love that one because the one piece of gold I want you to take away from it, and if you're going to get it now, so if you don't watch it, motivation comes after the event, not before you start. So I'm going to say that again. Motivation comes after you start, not before. The number of people who come in asking me to help them find their motivation is probably larger than you may think. And I already know that they have a dream. They just haven't started anything because otherwise motivation would be there. This always leads me to question, do they really want the dream or do they not know how to get it? Either way, what you will need to develop an understanding of and maintain is momentum. So, What's momentum? Momentum is the motivation gained by a moving object. That's just the science bit. It's not only an aspect of physics, but it's also an aspect um, or a feature of human experience that's often overlooked, under-recognised, and as a result, underutilised. Many of us strive for change that heightens our happiness and sense of fulfilment. But making change is not easy. Once patterns are set, they resist being altered and we develop habits of living that do not allow for change without considerable effort and discipline. Often we look to motivation as the exclusive means to change. Motivation is the why of change, but momentum is the how, okay? Now, since we live in a physical universe, most of the things in our world are governed by laws that produce um, anticipated effects, all right? So drop a ball, you expect it to go down but not up. Newton's first law, the law of inertia, says that if something is in motion, it will stay in motion unless something external from its path of movement stops it, 
Now, this is a principle in life. Like pushing a sled down a snowy hill, a creating momentum makes goal achievement and behavioural change easier. All right, so that's if you're pushing something down the hill, it's going to be easier to move. Pushing it up the hill, well, we all know what that's like. Many times when you've built and created momentum, you don't even need to do anything to keep success. It's just like compound interest. If you put money in a savings account and it starts to generate compound interest, you create momentum. Those gains from the compound interest will produce gains of their own and of their own, and so on. Eventually, the interest will outpace the original money that you put in. Your habits are a form of momentum. Habits create a groove for your life to run on every day. So it's creating the habits that will create the momentum. All right. If you commute to work. How was your drive in? Was the scenery nice? How about the roads? Do they have potholes in them? Or if you're in Perth, more fucking roadworks? Try and remember the commute. You probably don't even remember the commute. Why? Because your brain effectively stores the commute in the part of our brain, which is called the hippocampus, which is associated with long-term memory. You are effectively on autopilot. This is an effective autopilot because if you had to remember your route every time you drove to work, we just wouldn't be efficient. The brain naturally thrives on efficiency. However, there's certain things which will work against this efficiency and building momentum. The number one thing, resistance. Resistance is an enemy to all of us. And here are some of the common forms. Fear, self-doubt self-sabotage, indecision, procrastination, and laziness. These are all weapons that resistance uses to stop us from utilising momentum and becoming our best selves. Because, let's be honest, gathering up momentum is bloody hard. It's so hard that most of us will quit long before we can generate any considerable steam towards a project. Because we don't want to feel the despair or the negativity or the stress or the strain. We just want to chill. We want to hit an easy button and have all our problems solved. Doesn't happen, unfortunately. So that's, I'll give you an example, right? I run to maintain my and improve my health. Running provides me with essential exercise, physical endurance, and this gives me confidence in my own physical cap capacities, right? And I do love it. So doing this outside uh, in nature frees my mind. It doesn't have the same effect on me if I'm in a gym on a treadmill or even in my house on a treadmill. I don't even have one. I cannot do it. But put me outside running around a lake or running around in a park, round and round in circles, mind you, love it. It frees my mind. And spending time on my own helps me connect back to myself and feel grounded. Because I think I've said before, um, I'm always gripped by anxiety. Anxiety is part of my life. There was somebody that commented today from New Zealand, one of our new members, and she made a comment about anxiety. And I thought, I get anxiety. And I tagged her in, um, well, one of our team has tagged her because I get anxiety. And, you know, I've had to learn to master anxiety. So it's doing things like that that creates momentum for me to manage that anxiety. I can't ever get rid of it. These are my motivations for running. It's to get back to myself, to feel grounded, to, to, to just do something that I really like. 
But let's be honest, running is difficult. It's exhausting. It requires me to get up early because it's too bloody hot here and it can be brutal on my body. And on a bad day with body aches, shit weather and, you know, an unexplained feeling of complete laziness, my motivations alone do not get me onto the running path. It's momentum that fuels my will to push on. It begins with planning the run. You know, the day before, where am I going to run today? And do you know, I sometimes I think, oh, I really don't want to get up tomorrow morning. So I know I'm going to have trouble in the morning. So I plan a run in a different space, in a much prettier space. So instead of running out my door, I will get in the car. And that's the thing. And I drive to a spot rather than walk out of the house. These are discussions well, there are discussions with my husband and family because, you know, there's a school run. I've got to make sure that I'm back in time. But I say to them, I'm not going to be here in the morning. Get your shit sorted because this is what I'm doing. So I make a commitment to myself and, you know, I follow it through. Momentum carries me over. And once I've done it once or twice, it keeps the momentum going. All right. Now, I don't run every day. Don't get me wrong. It's the, it's the planning of it. When I say I'm going to do it, I have to push myself to do it. It doesn't come bloody easy. So behavioral momentum is a theory. It's called BMT. It's a strategy that encourages compliance. Okay, so this one's for all the mums out there. It is primarily used with children who, for a variety of reasons, they could have ADHD or autism, um, anything on the spectrum, may be particularly inclined not to follow directions or cooperate with attempts to shift behaviour. But let's be honest, every kid's going to fall into that little bucket at some point. The technique consists of asking the child to perform a series of tasks prior to the challenging task you are actually wanting them to do. All right? So the preliminary requests need to be fairly neutral. Things like... Um, can you please sit up or can you please put your feet on the floor or something more pleasurable, something along the lines of what, please go get yourself a snack from the kitchen. All right. In any case, there needs to be approximately two or three undemanding requests made one after the other with a significant, without a significant passage of time. So fairly quickly. After the three requests have been made and complied with, the child is more likely to comply with the more difficult task that follows. Please start your homework now. So the strategy addresses resistance to positive change by creating a momentum of cooperation between the child and the adult. So cooperative, collaborative momentum is easier to continue than it is to stop. The child who has a positive experience obeying parental directives and witnesses him or herself as someone who is happily obedient, well, then an authority figure is more, they're more likely to have a much more pleasant experience with that direction. And so momentum is created. Momentum is more likely to increase completion of difficult tasks. Now, I'm just going to have a look. I've got a couple of um, messages here and I'm just going to have a bit of a look at it. This is so, oh, that's what he's saying. So apparently I've got subtitles. Cool, I love it. Now, as a therapist, I often utilise the principles of behavioural, um, oh, what's it called again? Behavioural momentum thera uh, therapy with adult clients. 
So a depressed client may be stuck in a pattern of avoidance and depression can really encourage us to steer clear of conflict or avoid facing difficult issues by telling us that we can't handle the negative emotions we experience when we think, speak or act on our own behalf. But in therapy, I work to identify the ways in which a client is already directly approaching getting their needs met. For instance, I emphasise the courage that is shown in choosing to enter therapy. It takes an enormous amount of courage for someone to make a phone call, make an appointment, wait for the appointment, and then show up. So some clients sort of initially argue that they had no choice and that they they had to t- come, like especially with kids, because they go, well, I didn't have a choice, my mum did. But while I appreciate that that's how they feel, I also know that they walk in the door and for the kids or for the adults who didn't really want to come um, but continue to come, to walk in the door each week on their own, that's courage every single time, especially after working with me because it ain't no bloody um, picnic, I'll tell you. Other examples of directly addressing needs might include going to work or resting when they need rest or buying themselves something that they need. When I help a client view a story of how they are directly addressing issues and conflicts in their lives, it can begin to reveal unidentified patterns about themselves. And consciousness of these patterns amplifies their power. We begin to see ourselves of capable uh, of responding to our own needs and we recognise how invested we are in the change and we strive towards the ways in which we have already realised parts of our goal. So the purpose behind this is to help the adult to basically parent themselves and to continue to head towards change. Therefore, in the above example, I would help raise the client's awareness of their momentum so that they can use it on their own efforts to directly address their depression. So I work to raise awareness of the momentum that's already in their lives and moving towards their desired goals, um, which which decreases resistance in their own positive judgment and healthy authority. So human beings are in a constant flux. Who we are and what we do will always be dependent on our moment-to-moment choices. In other words, thankfully, we are free. The next time you're feeling stuck, remember that your desire to get unstuck is part of a a momentum in your life. That momentum, if harnessed, can fuel powerful changes. Most people come to me and they're going, I want to change, I want to change, I just don't know how to do it. When I can talk to them through about, well, tell me what changes you want to make and we can assess the reality of those changes, it's still going to be bloody hard. So three tips to generating momentum towards change, recognise and amplify your motivations for change. Know why you want to develop the new habit or to curb an old habit. Number two, identify the dynamics in your life that support the problem and then identify the dynamics that will support the change. All right, that's an important one because there are parts of our life that will support the bad behaviour and then we've got to look for elements in our life that are going to support a different change of behaviour. Number three, focus on growing the dynamics that support the change, not the problem, and apply those to all the other parts of your life. So as mentioned earlier, 
resistance uses many weapons against us, mainly laziness and procrastination. So these two can be amplified by our modern day environment. And there are multiple things unique to modern day that feed our human tendency for taking the easy way out and stop us from generating momentum. Basically things that are low value and don't serve you and can be detrimental to you in the long run, stop you from creating momentum. So obviously this is going to be different for everybody. But for some, it could be drugs. For some, it could be food. Uh, for some, it could be alcohol. For some, it can simply be social media. For some, it can be shopping. So they are inherently, they're not inherently terrible per se, but they are detrimental, all right? You will need to assess your candy as such because, honestly, that's what it can be like, like a kid in a candy store. If you get lured into various pleasures that exist in modern life, you'll find it harder to generate energy and create momentum towards uh, working on your actual goals, whether they be in your personal or your business life. Sometimes we are actively encouraged to, you know, do these things. And if you don't, you'll be seen as an oddity. And you get questioned, why are you doing that? You don't need to do that, man. Just relax. Even though it may be something good, other people can discourage you. Since we as humans are social, we feel social ostracism. We don't want to be left out. Nobody likes to be excluded. We would go against ourselves and our own desires and be seen as an outcast. So peer pressure isn't just for kids. Peer pressure exists in subtle forms in adulthood. There are many things that you can do to help generate momentum in your daily life. But how do you keep it going? Number one, just start. As I mentioned before, the hardest part will always be getting started. So human beings are designed for a focus and flow state. So when you're in a flow state, time flows effortlessly. All of a sudden, because I've always said, I've said before, we all have the same amount of time. We've all got 24 hours in a day. Some people might be better at managing time, but really the key is, is that once you've mastered the time for you, the flow is there. And when you're in a flow state, time flows effortlessly. So flow is when you're working on a task that's not too hard and not too easy. So starting and staying on a task for at least 10 minutes will allow you to get into the flow state. Now, commit. That's number two. Commitment is the ability to focus without distraction on a demanding task. It is a skill that allows you to quickly master complicated information and produce better results in less time. Number three, consolidate your gains. So the key to capitalizing on momentum is to do what I call consolidate your gains. If you're trying to get rid of a bad habit, you don't go back to it after a certain amount of days. Keep going even when you hit the target. So you change your self-image and make whatever momentum you gain a permanent piece of your personality, not a temporary thing. You won't earn compound interest by taking your money in and out. You've got to keep putting in and be patient, which is number four. Be patient. If there's one thing that absolutely kills momentum, it is impatience. What if I told you that you can be a master at anything, but you have to commit one hour a day for a minimum of 10 years. Would you believe me? Maybe. But the better question is, would you execute on it?
Most people can't. Most people will get distracted, they'll forget, or they just won't do it, and time will pass. The only question becomes, where will you be once that time passes? Do you have the patience or the perseverance to do this one thing daily until it literally becomes a part of your new neural hardware? This leads us to our next fact. Number five, push through the pain. Creating momentum is going to hurt. It's going to hurt a lot, but that's the pain that separates average from extraordinary. There are many times it's hard to sit down and just do the work. There are so many other easier things you could do. Those who can't push past pain and discomfort will not achieve their dreams and goals. Now, Bear in mind that when I'm talking, now I can talk to you about dreams and goals in terms of actual, you know, I want to get a phone, that's a goal. But that's not what the goals and dreams that I'm talking about most of the time. For me, it's about the internal dreams and goals. That's sometimes the hardest thing that we need to maintain. That is the easiest thing to let go of. We just don't realise what we're paying at the time. Now, If you want to be a doctor, you need to go through years of medical school. If you want to be a top salesman, you've got to do all the things that salesmen don't like doing. You've got to do those stupid cold calling things. It's what makes a good salesman, how they start. If you want to gain more muscle, you need to go to the gym and push yourself to add more weights to the bar over time. Don't just good lifting one little weight, you've got to keep adding. But at the other side of that pain barrier lies momentum, okay? Pain is temporary and proud is forever. But if you never push past the pain, you'll never get to the point of proud. And that means that pain is forever. And guess what happens next time you want to achieve something? You're enveloped by the remembrance of the pain because you never got to the prideful bit. It makes it harder to achieve goals to set for yourself in the future. And then you wake up one day and realise that, you know, you do have a shitty life because you didn't take your bloody lumps early enough. Now, creating momentum. Easy to talk about, hard to put into practice. So why am I pushing down that path? Because once you are on the path, guess what you build? You build discipline and willpower to keep going. That's your motivation. You will develop a what we call a strong internal locus of control. You will be unfazed by outside circumstances and you will write your own ticket in life. This is something worth getting and fighting for. So little victories lead to big victories. Small accomplishments lead to bigger accomplishments. Momentum builds. We need to feel productive and the impossible becomes achievable. Is this what you have written for yourself? Now, guys, thank you for joining me. I hope you love my new little thing. And apparently you now you can even read me without listening one single bit. So you're great. Love you. I will see you next week. Send me any questions if you want. Otherwise, I will see you next week. And then there will only be two weeks until the Bust Your Blind Spots boot camp. So register today. Thanks, guys. See ya.